you beautiful people out there in podcast land. My name is Paul Workman. I'm Jonathan Pierce. And I'm Zach McCoy. And we are your Oscar Grouches, and welcome back to the Oscar Worthy Podcast, show where we discuss Oscar winners throughout history and try to determine where the Academy went wrong, if they went wrong, and what are we watching this week, Zach? This week we're talking about Father Goose, a beachcomber with a devil-may-care attitude, gets coerced into helping the Royal Australian Navy during World War II, and ends up presiding over a gaggle of girls. Excellent. And is this everybody's first time seeing yes. Father Goose? It is. Yes. I also enjoyed Mine the is... gaggle pun there, by the way, Zach. It's, <laughs> it's very nice. It threw me off. But in a good way. It is also my first time seeing it. So we are Oscar firsties. Yay! Yeah. Just getting on this goose. Oh. So, since we got that out of the way, we'll do an Oscar breakdown. Break it down! Father Goose wins best story and screenplay written directly for the screen. Like, <laughs> it's so long. Yeah. I know. I keep complaining about it. I'm sorry. I'll no, I'm, I'm going to make a mention right here because it says it's based on a story. I think that written directly for the screen, they just got confused and they just kept allowing things that were based on things that were sort of short or related. Must be. It's a possibility. But nonetheless, S.H. Barnett, Peter Stone, and Frank Tarloff win Academy Awards for writing, and they beat out A Hard Day's Night, written by Alan Owen. Hmm. One Potato, Two Potato, <laughs> written by Orville H. Hampton and Raphael Hayes. That sounds fun. The Organizer, written by, oh, geez, Angenor Incroci, Furio Scarpelli, and Mario Monticelli. Curious Styles. That, yes. Oh, Lawrence Fishburne. <laughs> and that man from Rio. Not the other one. That one. Uh, written by Jean-Paul Rapineau, Ariane Nocchin. I'm not going to try that. Daniel Boulanger and Felipe de Broca. But Father Goose picks up two more nominations, getting nominated for Best Sound, giving Walden o. Watson a nomination, but it loses to George Groves, who did the sound design for My Fair Lady. Um, and it was nominated for, where did the best editing category go? At the bottom. Best editing, giving Ted J. Kent a nomination, but it loses to Mary Poppins, giving Cotton Warburton an Academy Award. All the awards to Mary Poppins. You know, a whole lot of what-ifs on the board tonight, because Mm. um, Julie Andrews should have been in My Fair Lady. Right, but was considered not pretty enough. And that role went to Audrey Hepburn. Uh, and Audrey Hepburn's co-star of Charade, Cary Grant, was offered the role of Henry Higgins, but he turned that down to do Father Goose, a film that he wanted Audrey Hepburn to be in, but that role went to Leslie Caron. Oh, okay. It's hmm. a whole lot of, uh, I like yeah, that, that, the what if. Color some brewing but, thoughts here. No, well, it was really funny when we when we started watching this movie. I told Leanne that Leslie Karen was the co-star of it, and that she would remember her from an American in Paris. And she says, "Oh, that one that's kind of like Audrey Hepburn, but not Audrey Hepburn." <laughs> nice. Mm-hmm. That's where we are, and that's our Oscar breakdown. Thank you. Well, let's talk about this movie. Let's talk about this. movie. I liked it. I liked it. It 
I feel like it it is one of those films that suffers a little of not knowing its own identity a little bit. It's kind um, of kind of a serious rom-com. Yeah. But I feel like there's enough to make it kind of silly at the same time. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of hard to like I said it just it, it suffers with knowing its own identity. But that being said, where it was supposed to be funny, it was funny. When it was supposed to be serious, it was serious. Um they never really mashed at the same time to make things even more confusing. But yeah, I, I thought this movie was cute or a semi war film. Yeah. The very unconventional war film. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I like, but, uh, Zach, where were your thoughts? Yeah. I, I enjoyed myself quite a bit. I think, um, yeah, the, the genres blend pretty well. Uh, there's just enough level of absurdity, but then it's, also grounded in the realism when it needs to be. There's like sobering moments that it's like a life, I guess. There, there's pleasure and pain and happy and joy, and um, most of the truly awful things happen off screen and are just kind of you know referred to. But yeah, it's kind of funny that with the Audrey Hepburn note because you know with her the dark long hair in this movie, she looks even more like Audrey Hepburn. Right. <laughs> I won't say yeah. I was you know disappointed to see her hair color or anything i'm not that i'm just that's a joke i, t- I just missed the red a little bit um but yeah i i liked it it was it was fun kind of seeing cary grant play a little off off character from what i'm used to him seeing i mean not totally he's still you know suave and handsome but in a different sort of way yeah yeah i like it and we can get into it further after yeah. paul shares his uh i just had a fun time watching this movie it was sweet it was cute a couple of hot people on an island together Never can go wrong there. <laughs> what? They made two Blue Lagoon movies and like a TV series, I think. We're good. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I don't know. It's just, just a fun time. Like, uh, I laugh when I was supposed to, got a little uh, tense when I was supposed to. It, it worked. Mm-hmm. It worked for me. Just mm-hmm. through and through. Had a, yeah. Yeah. I'll keep All that right. short, and, short and sweet. Yeah. Right. I don't think there's a whole lot that needs to be like dug into. It's not, something that needs um scholarly paper yeah. written about it necessarily it's it's a romantic comedy that takes place during the war there that you have two different types of people who come together in um what 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 is it called when you put two people in a situation where they're different and they have to overcome the odds there's like a term that's skipping my mind or whatever but a com- not really a comedy of errors but in a way in a way yeah uh, um i mean not that we need to go on to like deep thesis, but we are a film review podcast. So let's review the film. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I feel like the feeling that I'm getting from us is that this was a good film, but it was okay. Yeah. I like think it was, uh, it was, it was okay. <laughs> you know, as far as the writing, I think the writing is good. It, it's funny. It's sweet and tender. I looking at it as a best winner. Um, you know, I do, tend to be a little more critical like okay why did this win and like the reveal about him being a a teacher and he was like ashamed of running away from that or or i didn't really understand why that was so shameful i mean i understand it's also very personal and he has his own reasons for that being but it seemed kind of an odd choice uh like did they ever give a reason for why he stopped being a professor and became a drunk beachcomber like because he left his tie at home one day yeah, he was tired of the the stuck up 
um, world of academia, it sounded like where everybody criticized him for thinking differently or something or not, not, you know, essentially that's kind of what he told her when she was, you know, quote unquote, <laughs> dying from the snake bite. Sure. Yeah. And I, I think it was, I think it was less that he was ashamed to be a teacher and, and more that he was, uh, he's so standoffish and he's so like, so kind of his own person that letting people in is not really his style. So he, he let someone in and that kind yeah. of embarrassed him. He wants people to think of him as a curmudgeon. Like, right. Yeah. You know. Like this, this is a, a, a persona that I have crafted and this is what people know me as. And the moment that you let, I've let my guard down, like I'm vulnerable to anything now. And uh, I think it's more of embarrassment and the fact that he keeps like needling her about being a school teacher and being so by the rules. And then she teases him for it, which again goes to the embarrassment where he's like, I, yeah. I just let you know this thing and you threw it like literally right back in my face. And now that kind of hurt my feelings. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good point. I think the way they just kind of put the mystery with it, I was expecting something darker or, or more shocking. But yeah, like something happened. The the way they use it between the characters, I I get what you're saying, and I I think that worked pretty well. Yeah, it's it's all good character motivation, and I'm glad it wasn't something darker. That you know, it it I think it fits the tone of the film a lot better if if it's something so like mundane and nothing tragic. Sure. Yeah. This is a real lighthearted affair. I mean, you got some war in there and there's a little bit of danger, but at no point is it like, is it more than just a little scary? So yeah, yeah. the fact that <laughs> the fact that this isn't some dark, horrific backstory. Uh, yeah. is nice. That's yeah. yeah. At the same time, like a, a wife that got bombed or something and he's yeah. running away from it. <laughs> but yeah, maybe not appropriate. Yeah. Which on that note, cause I like to be that guy to write movies. I'm like a backseat writer. Okay. Um, I would have loved to seen a kid get killed when the, that plane came in shooting shit. <laughs> it, and, and it would have been the girl who j- just started finally talking to him. The the biter. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I, I feel like it would have added something. Maybe. Like child. Yeah. You know, but yeah, at the I same could... time, it, it's it, wholly unnecessary, but just. <laughs> and you know me. I'm, I'm a guy that doesn't mind watching children get murdered on screen. Yeah. Fuck them kids. What they should have done is, you know, the kids are getting away and they get on the submarine just as like the the captain of the submarine is like passing out. And one of the kids has to fire the torpedoes. Yeah. Uh, you they know, get on the submarine. And they see that the captain's got a game controller in his hand and everyone looks at the camera <laughs> and then it explodes. <laughs> exactly. But I think, um, you know, again, it's a it's a film and it's lighthearted. Uh, maybe there was a little quick turn of events as far as their feelings for each other. But I think, yeah, I think there was a significant event as far as when she saw him taking interest in the girls and, and making that, getting that child to speak. I, maybe it's, you know, that's a kind of a instant on switch flip of the moment. Well, so, don't forget that they were catching fish and she gave him a boner. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so he had to go, he had to go march out into the sea. Yeah. <laughs> but, relatable relatable absolutely goddamn sexy fish <laughs> yeah <laughs> why couldn't the bottom Sorry, half I, be human i was just reading this bosley crowther <laughs> uh in uh review poll that 
said that uh, the title character is not a very deep character or a very real one, but he is fun. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I enjoyed a lot of the back and forth over the radio. Oh, yeah. It was uh, some of my favorite moments. The uh, Just the lack of help and the the uh, British guys just basically going, nope, <laughs> fuck you. Yeah. But, uh, I enjoyed all of that. Like, oh, you're going to steal our gas, are you? Well, now we're just going to give you all the problems. <laughs> Commander Frank Houghton. And he's just like, you know, fuck all the rules. I'm just going to go talk to Walter. Hey, Walter. Yeah. Where's the alcohol, Frank? <laughs> all of it. Three bottles. All of it. I do think the movie, um, as far as the, like, when I mentioned the quickness of the, the marriage, you know, that of the time, you still, marriage has to happen before sexy times and all that and they're they're li- sitting on the beach and she's like i'm never going to see you again uh, am i and he's like nah. you know so it makes it show like the marriage was for show it's not like they planning to spend the rest of their lives together after this time um but i like the joke about um when they called needing the chaplain he's like oh god he, he killed her or something <laughs> like, even the movie knows it's kind of quick for them to be getting married yeah I, the whole snake bite section and he <laughs> thinks she's dead and then the girls come in with the the branch, and he uncovers her, and she's just like staring at him, like, "What? Why did you uncover me? Is it morning?" <laughs> <laughs> she is so cute, quite a beauty. It was fun. It was a fun, good yeah. movie. Fun movie. Absolutely. A romp. Just a good romp. Indeed. And I like you know checking off uh, my Cary Grant boxes. I'm surprised I hadn't seen this. Yeah, this and the Bachelor and the Bobby Socks are right. Just some, just some good, lighthearted Cary Grant. All right. Well, gents, uh, do you guys got any more notes on this movie? Well, apparently, Cary Grant stayed in touch with a lot of the girls on, into their adulthood. Okay. Uh, I believe this said this was his penultimate film. So he, he did only one more film after this. I didn't realize that. I mean, I know he's yeah sixty by this point, but yeah, only one more according to IMDb. Whoa. Yeah. And in that one, they try to stick him with a love interest. And he's like, dude, I'm over 60. I should not be courting women like Leslie Karen anymore. <laughs> Although, in real life, much younger wives. Yeah. Huh. I mean, at least he recognized it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a little late, but yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, Paul. Yes. Is this film? Or let's talk about the registry. Yes. Uh, do you think this movie got in? In what year do you think it got in? I don't think it did. I do not either. You would both be right. Uh-huh. Uh, it did not get in. But uh, just a quick little rundown. First class films, Dr. Strangelove or How I Learned to Stop Wearing a Love. The Bomb got in. Yeah. For 1964. Married Poppins, My Fair Lady. Um, the pawnbroker. There's a lot of interesting and weird stuff on here, but I'm not going to shout it all out tonight. So those are, those are some highlights of 1964. 64, a good year. Yeah. It was a pretty stacked year. Yeah. All right. Well, let's get into our worsty judgments. All right. Well, Zach. Hi, sir. Does this movie deserve Best original screenplay. You know, I forgot to say you're looking extra handsome tonight. I just wanted to 
Oh, well, out there. well, thank you. Yeah. I, I appreciate yeah, that. I got a little, little trim and the yeah. haircut there. You're looking very, very, very suave. Well, thank but you. Uh, oh, you threw me off. Did you uh, say, uh, did it deserve? So, yeah, does it deserve best original screenplay? <clears throat> well, let's see. I have seen one full other film in this and part of another uh, the one full film I've seen is Hard Day's Night, and I rewatched that again this week. It is such a fun, silly, and cheeky film. Very cheeky. I love the cheek. So very British. Yes. And um, <laughs> love this album, too. I listened to the album on the way to work. It's Just, the best Beatles album. It, it's it's up there for me. Um, it's number one. There's no other Beatles album <laughs> that even comes close. Anyway, that film is great, and I love it. And... I think I maybe would give it an edge over this just just for the the cheeky dialogue and the back and forth and and the way they write Ringo is just so yeah. funny the way they um, created the music video. Mm. Oh, yes. The other the film I've seen part of and I wanted to watch but again, just didn't have the time is The Organizer, um Italian yeah. cinema what I was hoping you were going to say the one potato, two potato. I was like, no, no. you only saw one potato. <laughs> only one potato. Good joke. But no, I have not seen that. Um, the Organizer, it's another Italian film. Another uh, Mastroianni is in it. Um, and I've seen bits, and I, I know about it because it's apparently an important film about workers' rights and uh, the union. And and the scenes I've seen are, are they're dynamic and kind of profound and i feel like that the reputation of that film lends me to believe that it probably was the one that should have won um but again i haven't seen the whole thing so i can't really say that but i would give hard day's night ultimately i'm okay with this one winning though because it's a good film long answer sure it's not my probably not my favorite in the group but i'm okay with it winning all right um i've not seen any of the others i i'm not a i'm not a beatles fan just not um so yeah I, I i feel of those films yeah i'd say this deserves best original screenplay it's I, I thought it was well written paul um i'm with zach uh except i haven't seen the other half of the film i've seen a hard day's night i've watched it quite a few times i think that is a great film it is one of britain's best pieces of cinema and uh I like Father Goose a lot. Don't feel like I'm being hypocritical if I say no, because Hard Day's Night is a comedy, and I thought it should have gotten recognized. So I think Hard Day's Night e easily out of the two wins, wins this for me. And I, I really like this film, and I had a good time. I just, this is one of those films that if it didn't win this award, nobody's talking about it. Yeah. yeah. It, it's, it's a sweet, lovely film with great performances in it, but ultimately, like, I, I don't think we're going to be talking about this one much down the road yeah. ourselves. And I gave it four stars. But at the same time, I, I, I just think Hard Day's Night's so much better. And I, I actually really want to see this one potato, two potato now because it's about interracial romance. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> What a very unserious title for something about interracial romance in the 1960s. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, that's my answer. I, I like this film. I think it's a good film. I 
don't think it should have won. I'm not against it winning, but... All right. Well, Zach, is this the worst Best Original Screenplay? No, it is not the worst. Um, I have my star rating, but I need to look at my list real quick and see where I'm going to put it. I gave it four stars and puts it at number 15. Four stars, number 15, not the worst. All right. right. Yep, definitely not the worst. Uh, I put it at my number 13, uh, just above the apartment and below Designing Women. So it's just, like Paul said, not really something I'm probably going to talk about or watch or anything ever again. But it was still a good film. Paul, is this the worst best original screenplay? No, not even a little. You say things like that. Should I keep saying things like that? I don't know. Yeah. Um, as I said, I gave it four stars. I put it down at my number 18, where I have it just above Titanic. Uh, I only have four four-star films here. That's interesting. I mean, this has been a pretty good category so far. Then. That gives me four four-stars as well. That's a pretty good category so far, guys. I'm, I, I'm I think yeah. so. I think yeah. so. Absolutely. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Well... I guess that is where we are going to call it here today. My name is Jonathan Pierce. You can find me on the Twitter, Twitch, TikToks, and on Letterboxd at alltorn underscore Occam. This week, I didn't watch any movies. There are two things that I did watch. First thing I watched was that Scott Pilgrim show. Yes. That show was great. It's so good. It's so fucking good. I like watching that first episode. I'm like, all right, cool. This I could see this is an interesting rehash of the movie. And then bucket A. <laughs> And then it it in is the last not. few seconds, it all just changes. So um, if you are a fan of Scott Pilgrim, definitely watch it. Just God, it's so good. I I I, I ate that all today. It's it's so amazing. I had such yeah. a good time watching it. Uh the other thing I watched because Zach's family has been obsessed with this, and I now have I'm pretty sure have passed out due to stupidity at least two or three times watched way too many videos of skibbity toilet <laughs> if you don't know what i'm talking about fucking keep it that way yeah what i intended to if you do the fuck is wrong with you my so... wife I, I and i only bring it up because my wife came in the other day she's like what the fuck is skibbity toilet i'm like i really don't know but i know it's a thing kids are obsessed with now and and there's like they're they're just like six second long videos and they're this plot gets just fucking weird with how it starts and where it ends up at and well the main series starts off as silly six minute or six second things yeah. but now they're up to like two three minute like it's this global war kind of thing going on yeah it, it yeah yeah. And now my son is making videos and getting thousands of views on YouTube, and I'm like, okay, well, this is what you have to do, apparently. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> so, yeah. Summers. Zach, where can we find you? Uh, you can find me on Critiker, Zach Master, X-A-K-K-M-A-S-T-E-R, TikTok, House Havoc, or Letterbox by searching my name. I, uh, oh, I watched the first episode of Blue-Eyed Samurai, which I thought was good. I, I like the direction it's going. I still don't know how I feel about this animation style. I just really prefer traditional 
um, hand-drawn anime. So it's kind of sad the way that animation... I, I mean, I get it. You got to lean on CGI a little bit, but... You got, you got to watch Scott Pilgrim with the animation I, on that one, man. It's so I will. good. Yeah, I oh, absolutely it's will. so good. It's only eight episodes. It is a quick yeah. watch. Yep. I will. Also, I haven't watched yet, but I need to finish Attack on Titan. Caitlin start, and I started that years ago, and we need to finish it. because that's, that's something I need to finally... Like, I, it's one of those shows I only want to watch dubbed. So the if all of the really seasons good. are all out dubbed now, then I might give it a shot. But I know there for a while the last season wasn't yeah. out yet. So that that's where I'm at. But I'm absolutely going to watch Scott Pilgrim. Actually, I might watch that this week since the missus is away and I'll have more TV time. Yeah, <laughs> I think you'll be in lesbians with it. Yes. yes. All right. Mr. Workman, what'd you do this week? Or where can they find uh, you? Well, well, they can find me at uh, Father of the Fear on Instagram and Letterboxd where I keep a running tally of all the films that I watch. Okay, before I jump into the five films that I watched in the, since the last time we recorded, because we're not recording on our normal night, mm. and I'll have less movies, to, well, not, not many less uh, movies <laughs> to talk about uh, next time. Um, Jonathan, did you not watch the new Doctor Who special? Dude, I am. You, it doesn't matter how behind you are. You need to watch the new Doctor Who special. Really? Okay, because I'm only like a few episodes into Capaldi. Yeah, I, I've only watched first season of Capaldi, and I haven't okay. watched Capaldi's second season or anything with Jodie Whittaker, which I feel bad about because I'm yeah. really excited about Jodie Whittaker and Chris Chibnall. And then people were like, this was really bad. I was like, ah. and yeah. I, like, like real Whovians were telling me this, not, yeah. not you know, not a bunch of sexist online trolls. Yeah. And they were like, eh, Chris Chibnall's just kind of not the fit for it. And it's not really Jodie Whittaker's fault. So it didn't inspire me to catch up with it because I wasn't enjoying uh, I wasn't enjoying Capaldi's run because I feel like Stephen Moffat got way too much in his own ass. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. So I I am telling you right now it doesn't matter. You need to watch the special. Okay. I, I will like, I will watch the special. Like all you really need to know is Capaldi and Whitaker happened and everything else is explained to you exactly what you need to know for this one episode. Okay. It it's perfect. It uh, only cried like four or five times during it. <laughs> hmm. The last time uh, Tenant made me cry in Doctor Who broke my damn heart. So oh, I need to keep doing that. Oh God, damn it! Because <laughs> because Davies is back, and this episode was co-written by um, one of uh, the Dave Gibbons, mm-hmm. the co-creator of Watchmen. Yeah. Oh wow. And it was directed by Rachel Talali, who is the director of the greatest film of all time, Tank Girl. Nice. Fuck. <laughs> I need to watch this fucking thing. You really do. It's incredible. I will try uh, to watch it by the before the next time we record. It's good. It's only an hour. It's it, sure. well, the second the second special I think comes out tomorrow. So yeah, you're gonna you're probably gonna need to watch both of them. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to watch the second one. Like, hopefully, I get enough time between work and going to D and D that Leanne and I could sit down and watch the the second special because they're doing three specials with Tenet and then uh, and Kudigatwa start starts on Christmas Day. Nice. Okay. Uh, also, I watched the uh, first four episodes of um, season two of Invincible, and I think I'm done watching that show because oh. I don't like it. Oh. 
I think the second season is boring as fuck. And it's mostly because I don't like the 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 big bad storyline that they've set up. But Joe convinced me to watch it. Ah, did Honestly, you like the first season? I, I mean, I like the first season until the last episode, and I didn't like the last episode. Sure. So I never ended up watching the Adam Eve special, and then Joe was like, "Oh, the second season's the best thing that's going on on TV right now." And I watched it, and I was like, "Yeah, this is more of what I didn't like about the end of the first season." So I'm just kind of done with the show. All right. The movies I watched. Oh, you know what? I got them. I think I got them set up almost exactly the way. Uh, I went and saw Emerald Fennell's new film, Saltburn. I thought it was fine. It existed for a couple of gross out moments and honestly didn't have much to say outside of that. I liked it less than I like Promising Young Woman, which I think was also an okay movie. Um, went and saw the new um, Taika Waititi film, Next Goal Wins. I thought it was cute. It's a cute little film. Nice. Cute, cute. A child running around at my house right now. Uh, it was just, it was, it was a nice little underdog sports film. It wasn't anything like special. Probably forget about it by this time next year, but for now, it's cute. Enjoyed my time. Uh, I watched the new Disney Channel original movie, The Naughty Nine. Oh. Which is about a group of kids who all get on Santa's naughty list at Christmas. Oh. So they, uh, in act a plan to go to the North Pole and steal them some presents from Santa. Okay. You don't get a lot of films from the perspective of the naughty kids. Uh, I like that. Yeah. 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 And it it was real like, Hey, just, just cause you're naughty now doesn't mean you always have to be, you cannot, you know, not be a bad kid. You're there. It's not too late for any child. So what you're saying is it's taking another stand against the prison industrial complex. Yeah, I, I like that Danny Glover is Santa Claus. Danny Glover, Santa Claus, which I'm a little upset that they, they revealed in the trailers for it because mm-hmm. it's almost treated like a surprise at the end. And then you see Danny Glover and you're like, oh, Danny Glover, you're Santa Claus. I love this. And he's great. I love Danny Glover. Yeah. And man. It's a very multicultural film on top of everything. It's, it's a very nice film. Nice. It is exactly the the lighthearted silly fair that I wanted to watch when I turned it on. Cause I love DCOMs and this one did not disappoint. Uh, I watched the Paramount plus original film. Good burger Two. It was yeah. awesome. It was nice. So nice. <laughs> oh my God. It was so good. <laughs> Even <clears throat> it had young gravy in it and I still enjoyed the movie. <laughs> I don't know what that is. Don't, don't look it up. Okay. Or all do, he, I don't he, care. I, I've seen some pictures of like I mean. Kel and his makeup is a little off-putting, but I I, I really want to watch that fucking movie. You should, uh, I'll get it on the Plex. You should watch it. It's nice. like, I see all these people on fucking Letterboxd. And again, I, I know I'm on this all the time. Yeah. Again, I don't know what movie you thought you were turning on that you gave it one star Letterboxd user, but this is a children's film based on sketch comedy. What did you think you were getting? It feels like a sketch comedy movie. And I bet yeah. if I go look up other movies that feel like sketch comedy movies, like wet, hot American summer or something like that, that they've given that like four or five stars. What the fuck did you think you were watching? Yeah. I think there's a yeah. lot of people who get confused when 
they're like, okay, I expect you to make a sequel for me 20 years later, the adult. But the, it's full of a cast of young celebrities and things that young people will want, know because it's targeted towards the next generation. It's, exactly. And, I think I just it, read a review that just kind of made my brain pop because I don't understand what the fuck this person is saying. <laughs> the okay. top review here is, Kai Sinet is rizzing the Ohio Skibbity Burger. That's that's this is, dumb what? thing. That's this dumb thing that's going on on TikTok right now, where people just make songs that don't make any sense. Yeah, Kai Sinat is a, is like a YouTuber who's who has a cameo in the film, and he he's made up a lot of these terms. So that's what people refer to him and the terms he's used. I just god damn kids yeah, get off my lawn. Yeah, we're old now. <laughs> Watch Good Burger too and try to feel young. All right, it will happen to you. I loved it. I I just had a good time. I think Keenan and Kel are on top of it. They're they're as funny as ever. There there was a scene where you meet all of uh, Ed's family, and he's got like seven children. <laughs> nice. And he points to one of them, and they're all like they all have like fast food names. And he points to one of them. He's like, "That's our third favorite." And Keenan's like, uh, "You you can't say that." <laughs> <laughs> See, I just need one of the kids just like <laughs> randomly go Jupiter, <laughs> Jupiter. Okay, then then we got to the the big daddy of them all, the film that I was the most excited to see this year, and the film that is now like my number three favorite film of the entire year, Godzilla minus one. Ooh, ooh, holy fucking shit! This movie's so good, and it so it takes place in Japan in the wake of World War II, like immediately after World War II. And Godzilla is kind of a representation of how the Japanese government let the people of Japan down oh. after the bombs drop. And it's all about PTSD and survivor's guilt. And it's sad as fuck. And it's so good. So, Oh, this is a, it's a Toho film. Huh? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Okay. I didn't know much about it. Yeah. And Godzilla looks like, a uh, CG version of like classic Godzilla. Nice. He moves. He, Godzilla moves like classic Godzilla. Like it's a dude in a suit, but it's CG. It's so <laughs> fucking good. They use Godzilla's like original theme. All of it's amazing. Everything about this movie fucking rules. Nice. Yeah. Oh, it just looks so good. Like just the trailer looks so fucking good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's how yeah. you like there. There's a scene where this so like the main character gets this job, like trying to destroy mines that were left in the ocean after the war. And they have to run around on this rickety wood boat because some of the mines are magnetic and they immediately latch onto metal boats. So there's just this chase scene with that rickety wooden boat and Godzilla. And it's stunning. It is wow. stunning. Oh god, I'm so excited to watch this fucking movie. It's so good. If you if it's playing anywhere near a theater in, in a theater near you, you yeah. have to go see it. Yeah. In the loudest, biggest screen you can. It is it is incredible. I I was not ready for how good this film was. And between this and Shin Godzilla, Japan has released the two of the best Godzillas in the franchise. So uh the is the meaning of the title like a spoiler or anything, or why is it called minus one? You know, that was explained to me, and 
I, my brain is not retaining information the way I would like it to. Oh, that's okay. Sorry to spring the question. Nope. I should have been ready for that one. I may honestly go see this movie after my kid goes to bed tomorrow. <laughs> Good plan. Like 10.45 p.m. I know I'm going to be the only person in that fucking theater. And well, I We were just... shocked at how full our theater was. Yeah. Like, it wasn't packed, packed, but for a Wednesday night, like, fan showing, it, quite a lot of people. Nice. It started raining, didn't it? Woo. Anyway. It kills exactly one person in the film. <laughs> Nobody dies, except he brings one person back to life. <laughs> His body count is minus one. <laughs> uh, I, need, I need to get off this. Um, hey. Uh, minus one. It's a thing. Zach, what are we watching next week? We are watching a film called Darling, which you can rent on Amazon, Google, Voodoo, or YouTube. So, with that, we'd like to thank Trav from our sister podcast, Loving Up Adventure. Thanks for producing our show. We'd like to thank Chad Ramsey for our most excellent theme song. We'd like to thank Megan J. Bailey for our beautiful artwork. You can follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at Pod and on Facebook at the Oscarsy Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast. Leave us a nice five-star review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. It really helps us be seen in the almighty algorithm. Almighty algorithm. Head on over there. Give us five stars. Be a goody two-shoes, not a filthy, foul-mouthed beast. Yeah. So, four. Jonathan. And Zach and uh, Godzilla, minusing that one. We would like for you all to have a damn fine day.